welcome to the Splash Zone on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. I am your host, Pedro, and we're going to talk about the best players of all time, my opinions on who is going to win the NBA championship this year, and who is my MVP. And I want to start by saying instead of the politicking and petty attacks on each other's basketball intelligence got really heated over multiple Zoom calls and text threads when we tried to properly rank Shaq and Kobe and a bunch of point guards toward the bottom of our 30 best NBA players of all time list. It's guaranteed to get hardcore basketball fans in their feelings and in our humble opinion do a much better job than some of other rankings floating around the intro that shall remain nameless almost until deadline we debate whether Shaq Shaquille O'Neal and arguably one of the best big men in NBA history and a true distributor on the court deserve to be ranked higher than the late great Kobe Bryant. O'Neal was physically and statistically unlike any center the NBA has seen but how much more credit do you get Brian for winning more rings and drawing legit comparisons to Michael Jordan? And who do you give the nod to between three legendary point guards, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, and Jason Kidd, when there is only room for one? As each individual involved in this incredibly incredible, difficult, and necessary interior lobbied for the player they thought deserved proper billing quickly realized it was going to be hellacious coming to a consensus. There were passionate pleas to wait on predestined accomplishes over sustained excellence. Others argued it should be about the numbers and that awards always end up belonging to the most deserved individual. The debate could have lasted until July 30 when the NBA finally returns to bless us with games again but decisions had to be made before deadline so for better or worse here are the best 30 NBA history ranked praise or pillar the selections as you see fit some will love the rankings others will love them we're cool with what we came up with knowing the next time we update it Kevin Durant could sneak into the top 10 maybe even his former teammate Steph Curry joins him others like James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo could very well have resumes worthy of serious consideration meaning we'd have to demote two legends the discourse never dies we're here for it it assess me that people might be shocked that Allen is included on the li- on this list. AI is unquestionably a top 30 NBA player ever. It's wild that it's even a debate. Just look at the college's 11-time NBA All-Star, NBA MVP, 3-time first-time All-Star, 4-time NBA scoring champion. The list goes on. But Iverson's cultural impact on the current and even future generation of NBA players are more meaningful than his numbers on the court. LeBron James has called them 
the pound for pound best ever. Dwayne Wade said, I said AI is part of the reason he wore number three during his career. You could go on and on with former and current NBA stars talking about why Iverson is so great and means so much to them. For myself, I never forget game one of the 2001 NBA Finals. To this day, that is still one of the most amazing individual performances on a basketball court that I've ever seen. For a guy his size to drop 48 on the road against the heavily favored Los Angeles Lakers is straight up unbelievable. If you're wondering why we have Dominic point guard who called a 19 seasons and of his storied career with the Jazz on the list, I have a so I have to seriously question your basketball IQ. John Stockton is the NBA's all-time leader in assists and steals. He's a 10-time All-Star, made 11 all-time NBA teams and has and was five-time All-NBA defensive selection, meaning his resume runs longer than his 6-1 frame and oh yeah, let's not forget he was a member of the greatest team ever assembled, the 1992 Dream Team. Having to argue how Stockton, a 2009 inductee into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame is unarguably one of the greatest point guards gets laborious. Since he wasn't flashing, often was called dirty, wore those short shorts, was an athletic outlier, and benefited immensely from playing his entire career with Carmelone. His brilliance is talk about Stockton being unworthy of a top 30 status. Zeke's legacy has been somewhat tarnished over the years by the opinions of his peers and off the court issues he brought on himself while in the next front office. However, there's no denying what he did as the leader on two of the most hated championships, championship teams in NBA history. The bad boys wreaked havoc on the NBA's holy trinity of Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. And most of the damage that was done was on the other, on the orders of the 6-1 point guard. Detroit won back-to-back championships in the middle of what many called the toughest era of the NBA basketball and made Jordan scratch and claw for years before he finally got to the Bulls over the hump. Thomas was diabolically general who was able to score whenever he wanted and put his team on his back to will them to victory. He's still in the top five in assists and still gets under MJ's skin. Zeke not, not being on the dream team is the biggest snub ever, no exaggeration. And lastly, I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has left to accomplish in his career that's a league MVP award, but I don't think we should knock him for that if that's missing from his resume when he ultimately retires. He has the two defensive player of the years, the two finals MVP. He's put a franchise on his back and routed an NBA title, and he's pretty much won his entire career. His season with the Raptors catapulted him up the all-time ranks. If we're being transparent, but if you hold 
being a third or fourth option in the Spurs system against them, you also have to consider the other side. What if he got the keys to a team earlier than he did? Obviously, Leonard's regular season resume isn't as strong as others on his list due to injuries and has been better on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145, The Splash Zone. This is Series XM 145, Slam Radio. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's perfect. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. I mean, really, it really apologist. comes down to... I'm going to make an apologist image for you, bro, because uh, everything that I say, you say, oh, but LeBron had to do this, and if he, if he had to jump over a car. Isn't LeBron the king? And again, LeBron jump over the Empire State Building? He probably could, but why probably, would he do but it? But why doesn't he jump over the Empire State Building to win a slam dunk contest? Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. And welcome back to the Splash Zone. This is your host, Pedro, on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Today, I want to talk about the mock trades of the NBA and who actually won the trades and who actually got the better trade out of all the teams in the NBA. I want to say the three top best teams that had the best trades were the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Los Angeles Lakers. The main one that everybody talks about is the Los Angeles Lakers with their all-star team veteran lineup with Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. And people think that they might win the finals this year. In my opinion, I believe that they won't win the finals this year because in the preseason, they didn't even do as well when they played when their full team had too many turnovers and lost possessions too many times. This, in my opinion, is one of their main problems. Another main problem they have is their chemistry while dribbling and handling the ball around the court. They don't even pass the ball to each other. They just hold the ball and take the ball in and try to get uh, try to get their own points and try to get their own score, which doesn't make any sense. And that's why they lose games, because the other teams play as a team, but they play individually. They play by themselves, so it really doesn't do anything if you play by yourself. So that's one of the main reasons as well. 
Another team I believe that had a good trade was the Brooklyn Nets with getting Paul Millsap, Lamarcus Aldridge back, Patty Mills, Bembry, and of course the good rookie Cam Johnson. I feel like the Nets have a good chance of might be getting close to the Eastern Conference Finals because of their good team and how they played in the preseason. They look really comfortable when they play with each other. And and they don't even have Kyrie in their team, which is pretty amazing compared to the Lakers that have their whole team, their whole lineup playing in some games, and they still do bad. And they went 0-4-6. They went 0-6 in their preseason. So it was pretty bad, in my opinion. Two other teams that I want to say that had a good trading season was the Miami Heat with get, with getting Caleb Martin, P.J. Tucker, Marquise Morris, Marcus Garrett, Yurtsevin, and Cal Lowry, the main guy. I feel like the Heat might have a chance to reach into the conference finals with their amazing defense and watching them play in the preseason. They might stand a good chance playing against other good teams because of their guard, Kyle Lowry, and because of Bam helping him out, and Jimmy as well. And seeing Tyler Hero play in that preseason, doing pretty good, averaging 29 points per game, that's pretty amazing for for somebody like Tyler Hero getting underappreciated because of the last season that he didn't play as well. And this year, he gained some weight, got some muscle, got better, and he's been showing people that that he's been working and that he could prove people wrong and the that that judge him. The Miami here have a ton of experience on their roster, but they also have their fair share of young players. It's that great mix that makes them such an interesting team. With Jimmy Butler and Cal Larry at the helm. They also have Bam Adebayo, who is also only twenty four years old. In addition they have Tyler Hero and Casey Opala and others too. When a team that has so many young players, there's always a chance that someone has a breakout season. However, it might be a tough on a team as talented as the Heat this year. With that being said, which players are the most likely to, to surprise everyone this season? What sort of impact could the Heat have? The Miami Heat signed Caleb Martin to a two-way deal this offseason. Two-way players don't often have a huge impact, but things could be different in this case. The, the Heat don't have a ton of wing depth at the moment, and Martin could be a real help in that department. He showed some serious potential in Miami's first preseason game this year. While Martin can only appear in a set amount of regular season games, he could have a serious impact in those games. His nose for scoring and high-energy play fit in nicely with Miami Heat's team. He's not going to be a guy that averages a ton of points, but his impact could be more important than most realize. Max Strews has played super well this offseason. He killed it in the summer league and followed that up with a dominant performance in the preseason. His three-point shooting is likely going to play a key role in Miami's offense when they go in their bench unit. It's always nice to have a sharp shooter laying around. However, the impact he could have might be too underestimated. He's not at the level of Duncan Robinson quite yet, but 
but his shooting could cause the same fist for opposing defense. Even if he's having an off night, opponents are going to have respect for his range from deep. This will end up opening a ton of opportunities for the bench rotation. Think about how impactful Robinson is in the starting lineup. Apply that same sort of thought process to Shrews impact of the bench. While he might not be as tall as Robinson, he is definitely more athletic. This gives him the chance to be a better. Through his first two years in the league, Casey Opala has left much to be desired. He has been unable to contribute meaningful minutes for the Miami Heat, but just yet. The biggest area of struggle for him has always been his offense abilities. He just can't seem to be an effective player on that side of the ball. This trend continued into this offseason as well. He played for Team Nigeria over the summer as well as Miami's summer league team and just couldn't put two and two together on offense. However, something seemed to click this preseason. While he hasn't, he wasn't great by any means, he did manage to knock down some threes when the ball came his way. He only hit three of the ten threes he took, but he just seemed a lot more comfortable taking them. If he can get rid of that weird hitch of his jump shot, then the Heat could really have something. The defense always been there for him. The way he is able to move on his feet is better than a lot of players who have been in the league for years. The Miami looked great out there, and it gives a lot of hope for the regular season ahead. Whether it was overall team play or specific players, there's a lot to be excited about. Unfortunately, Miami didn't end up having the cut to their training camp players, but they might be back to spend time in the G League. Regardless, there was there were plenty of great, great things that happened. What are the top five takeaways from the Miami Heat preseason? What should fans be thinking about into the regular season? Alright, this may sound like a fairly vague statement, but the fact is, the Miami Heat team looks good. Not only that, but they look primed to head on a deep playoff run. And we will be right back on Slam Radio Series X-Men. Channel 145, The Splash Zone. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah! Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180. 
over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Sam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back on Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. This is the Splash Zone, and I'm your host, Pedro. And I want to talk about the Miami Heat top five takeaways from the preseason campaign. Well, Bam Adamayo can't kind of shoot throughout the preseason. Adamayo made it a point to show off his new and improved mirroring jump shot. There wasn't much action from the three-point line, but it's all about baby steps, people. Showing that he is capable of mirroring shooting, enough for now. Teams are going to have to start respecting Adebayo from the mid-range. They can no longer just leave him open there and expect him to miss. That should open up some great opportunities for Miami's offense. After that, just wait for him to develop a consistent three-point shot. The league is not ready. When the Miami Heat signed Masters to a two-year deal this offseason, they knew exactly what they were doing. All that was left to be done was for him to prove his worth to the rest of the NBA landscape. Well, after a successful summer league stint, Struz managed to play amazingly in the preseason. His shooting was a key part of Miami's offense throughout. He was cemented himself as a key part of their regular season rotation. Now they have two little shooters to roll out whenever Eric's posture wishes. Struz will be on a steal of a contract for the next two seasons and the Miami Heat should feel great about that. He could end up becoming one of the best shooters in the league. The Kyle Lowry signing was regarded as the best move of the NBA offseason by multiple major media outlets. Now it is clear to see why. Not only was Lowry able to step in and immediately get along with his teammates, but it seemed as though he's been there for years. He just fits right with Miami's current roster. His playmaking abilities are going to be a huge part of Miami's offense scheme all season long. Lowry's vision is as good as anyone else's in the league. Having a having a guy like Lowry on the team boosts Miami's ceiling to a whole other stratosphere. His impact is going to be noticeable in every single game he plays. Tyler Hero was arguably the best player of the preseason, not only on the Miami Heat, but around the league as well. The improvements he made over the summer league are as clear as day. Overall, he just seems a lot more comfortable out on the court. 
he still possesses the same confidence he has always had, but now it's as if he's tuning out the outside noise. His mid-range game and three-point game have leveled up. Overall, she just seems a lot more comfortable. His mid-range game and three-point game have leveled up, and he's a better shot creator than he has ever been. With the way he has been playing, there's a ligament chance he could be a six-man of the year candidate. The Miami Heat came into their final preseason contest this year off an embarrassing defeat the night before Thursday night to the Atlanta Hawks. Good thing for them, and luckily for the Atlanta Hawks, that was strictly due to the Miami Heat hitting all of the regular guys, but a few and a few exhibition 10 guys. Well, at least you hope they can keep them, but that's another story. Even still, though, in the last games that saw a few more of the main guys play, Tyler Hero found himself struggling, where he had been either deep or the, among the Heat's leading scorers and best players throughout every other preseason appearance. He only scored seven points with three rebounds and two assists in that contest. On Friday, though, and his final opportunity to show his stuff before tipping off the real thing, he was back at it. He would finish the preseason like he started, and that's on fire. They came out slow to start finding themselves down quite as a bit as the first period got good and underway. As Hero and the other reserves started to trickle in, though, things immediately began to change. Though the game would close with guys other than the main guys on the floor, the part of the game that mattered was clearly won by the Heat side. Hero would lead in scoring, finishing with 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists as well. He wasn't alone either, though Jimmy Butler had only played 15 minutes across one preseason game. Prior to Friday, he would play well, finishing the contest with 25 points, rebounds and forces of his own. Bam Adebayo added 17.7 rebounds and two dimes, while Strews and Marquis Morris both also managed to reach double digits in box score. This was a really good all-around game for the Miami Heat. Everyone got a chance to contribute and to show their value to this team. A pleasant sight to behold and all while the Heat got a chance to do what they do best, grit and grind out semi-comeback victory. And I want to talk about three bold predictions from Bam Adebayo in 2021 and 2022, the Miami Heat Center. The Miami Heat enters this upcoming season with a rejuvenated feeling, hope, and most importantly, look to their roster. While the new additions are more important, it's also important to think about the players they, that have remained and how they can get better. With that being said, that applies to the best player on the roster to the least talented man on the roster. As for the man that likely is the most talented though, Jim Miller is the best because he knows how to apply his good as just anyone outside of LeBron. This guy has the most ability combination with his unique physical profile. That guy will be out of bio, supremely talented giant bundles of skills, Bam can be so much better than he actually has been before the Heat. That's saying a ton though already. That's because he's already getting really good. 
too great for them. However, there is still another level he can achieve or several. Here's how he can go about doing that. Now I want to talk about the new the new young guards or the veteran uh, center, sorry, for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have a great problem on their hands. They have what you would call a wealth of good problems when it comes to their big man rotation, who, with whom, and how much they play. With that, though, this particular conversation focuses on one of the bigger questions in the midst of all that, which also happens to focus on the two biggest dudes on the roster, Omer and Dwayne Dedman, who's the top backup centers. Though the answer is complicated beneath the surface, is just as uncomplicated above it. It's truly matchup dependent, though Dedman should stand a better chance of getting the first crack at the backup minutes on any given night. The reason you say it's matchup dependent are simple. If there is a situation where the opposing big is defensively weak, is a weak point of the opposing defense as well as a whole simply seems like he can be taken advantage of on a particular night from offense. And this has been the Splash Zone on Slam Radio Series XN Channel 145.